0: Hello everybody. Hope you guys are doing well. It's uh it's Monday morning. Um I guess it's a, exactly a week since Boston Marathon. So um it, it's funny how things just move on. Like that's just I suppose the world we live in and you have to live in. So you know you're you're already a week by. You're probably looking at being 10 weeks since the Olympics maybe, which again is you know mad um but yeah look that's the that's the world we live in and and things just move on you have to you have to move on um so it's been a it's probably been quite a uh a tough week of um trying to just deal with the fact that you know that that's my worst marathon time in five years maybe which you know is when I when I look at the like the I, I always call it application to training, which is like um I suppose on a scale of one to ten, how focused were you or, you know, how dedicated were you, you know, post Olympics and then obviously pre Olympics. Um and there was a really, really high level of application, which is why, you know, in a in a different mindset I'd probably sit here and fucking cry my little eyes out about it because there was there was a, a a huge commitment from me um you know we talked altitude tents in the living room altitude tent in the bedroom cycling on the bike again you know over 100 miles a week for five or six weeks in a row and you know that doesn't include all the investments before the olympics too like altitude camps and um so it it's it's gonna be a it's gonna go down as a really frustrating year because like I'm sure and I haven't done it and I probably won't, but I'm sure if I looked at um training from like last November, so a month after you've ran two oh nine, if I looked November to October and I compared, you know, the two previous years basically, you'd probably be looking at um, more training, and and that that in itself tells you why sometimes running. Um, and I'm going to use a phrase like it's not fair, but actually, it actually is, and that's the interesting part. Why why I've got worse from a year ago is is totally linked to you know some of the issues that I have that I deal with in life and of course then in running and training and you can't had you done had you done the exact same training for the last year and it didn't work out the way it did the year before you could you could possibly say a statement like that you know life's not fair running's not fair why did it work last time and it didn't work this time um but when you're me and you run 61 and 209 and and you you know you think I've a great idea. Let me let me fix this. Let me change this. Let me move things around, you know, let me change coaches, let me. There's just looking back, there there's mistakes were made. You know, at the time it felt like you were doing the right thing. And by making certain changes, it felt like, you know, this will create more success. Um this will create better results. This will create etc etc and and that thought process goes on and on but what actually ends up happening is you know probably the an old coach like you know probably the like and i'm gonna say rob because it looks like rob did a fantastic job of looking after me last year um probably in his mind and believe me i know rob and rob won't be happy about this but probably in his mind it was predictable he probably could have predicted i guess what would happen next but i don't even think he would predict that i would go on to you know run that poorly in a marathon um i honestly don't because i think he would have more belief in my ability to just even if the training isn't brilliant to get round a marathon quicker than what i did um now we've talked about how boston can be very unforgiving and and all it takes is for you to run the first 10 or 11 miles a bit harder than you, you know, perhaps could have. And I've looked at the weather and it was, you know, I think on, on Strava now has like weather, which is pretty cool. And it was like 18 Celsius, I suppose, and 90% humidity. So look, it's not the Olympics, but it probably explains why a lot of people believe they underperformed people who train for the hills people who you know you're you're three to four mile into this race and your your vest and shorts are soaking because of the humidity um so look it's probably not fair to say that i've gone from 209 to 222 but it's also a fact and until you change that fact it is what it is, and we've spoke about that, so the last week's been really quite tough, because it's been like, like my ego, as we would call it, or, or my like, persona, like the persona I have of myself, has like, it's just taken a big hit, you know, last year I was the fucking 209 guy, I was 61 minute guy, like, I'm a game without, like, I was the big dog, you know, I was the guy people looked up to and thought, fucking hell, he's flying, um this year that's obviously not the case and you know like it's my own fault because like I say it's not my own fault in terms of I didn't try or or I didn't you know I didn't put the work in or I didn't you know I didn't commit or I didn't you know I, I fucking gave up alcohol for like eight months and and I really committed you know I did I think between November last year to the Olympics, I had done something like, so that's December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, nine months. I think I spent like six of them at altitude. So that's the kind of part that you could be like, um, what you could say is, it's unfair that, your total application and your total dedication and and the number of sacrifices you're willing to make don't add up necessarily to good results. And this is why this is such an important topic because you have to make sure that the training you're doing and how how you commit yourself is to the right kind of training that can move you forward. And that's probably what's quite frustrating to me because, you know, Rob came in last year and he, like, he probably, any coach can come in, not any coach, I'm I'm not trying to, um, by any coach I just mean a person can can't come in and look, rather than, I'm not suggesting, just any old coach, like, trying to demean any coaches or anything. So, like, a coach can come in and look over what you're doing and they can say, Look, there's no doubt about it. For two, three years here, you've been knocking your pan in, and that's really impressive. And I'm like, I'm impressed by that. But then, what they might turn around and say is, it just looks like you've neglected this kind of work. And and I guess that was a really great rule. Twenty twenty was kind of confusing because COVID just felt like it merged a lot of time together. And so, interesting enough, after London. In my brain, I f- I was convinced that what led to a really successful London was a was a training camp in font Fontremo, and that's when I did five weeks with you know Butchard, Mofara, Bashir Abdi, um these these you know titans, and now you've seen how well like Jack Rose running for example from Britain, and he was there as well, um and and these are like titans, and and I had a really you know cool kid from scotland there as well called jamie Crow. um and so it just you had you had great athletes that were training really hard and then you you had athletes that were just a lot of fun as well and i and i thought the reason i said jamie Crow is because i'm looking at a mountain on the tv and it reminds me of the day he ran up a mountain just for me and butchie told him would give him 200 quid i think if he got to the top of the mountain and four minutes and then he fucking went and did it <laughs> anyway um, it was just a great trip because it was a lot of fun but I I was wrong to believe that you know a five-week period could create um you know two magnificent results 61 and 209 and such magnificent fitness and actually when I look back, which I hadn't done, maybe I didn't look back on purpose. But when I look back, I didn't realise that March, April, May, June, something like that, or maybe April, May, June, July, maybe more like that. There was a there was a four month period. Now the reason I looked back is because I was like after Boston, I was like, For fuck's sake, like I need to my shit together here and and start like getting this going again in a positive direction um so i thought to myself well why don't i for the next like five or six weeks do what i did with rob in 2020 because it did a really great job of getting me in a good place before i went to font now little did i know when i actually looked back it was more like 16 weeks and so i can't just Knock it out over the next six weeks, and everything'll be better, and everything'll be fine and dandy. Um, but it amazed me how long I kind of had stuck with that kind of training, and and the, the the training wasn't like you know I or Rob would be the first to admit it. It wasn't rocket science, but it was but it was the kind of stuff that works, and it was the kind of stuff I used to do. It reminds me a long time ago when I've when I've sparingly ran well and and you guys from from when you guys have started listening to this podcast it's been a fairly consistent um improvement in the marathon but i have to say like there hasn't been much consistency in other events so like 3 years ago i ran 28 30 for 10k for example but you know that hasn't moved on that hasn't gone anywhere um and he, and actually i think about Three years ago, I ran 6307 for a half marathon. And it took me like three years before I ran a quicker one. Now, consistency can take many different forms. And so if you were a consistent athlete, what you might do, for example, is similar training year round. And that probably wouldn't be such a bad thing. So what you could do is, when you're a marathon runner, you fall into this trap of going from marathon to marathon. Marathon to marathon to marathon to marathon, right? And actually, what you might be better doing is making your year fairly consistent. And what I mean by that is you maybe run two marathons a year. Let's say it's April and October. That seems fine. But then what you need to have is every year you know, for example, that November, December, January Maybe in January you run a half marathon and November and December are committed to training for that half marathon. And if you keep it looking consistent and then after you run your you know, marathon in March or April, let's say, maybe July or June is when you run a 10K. And it just means over a three or four year period, you know that you're not going to neglect parts of training, which are important, 10K training for the 10K in June or July half marathon training for the half marathon in January and then obviously your marathon work comes after both of those for your April marathon or for your like October November marathon and the reason I say that is because otherwise what can happen and I think what Rob picked up really good last year is even though the marathon results were getting better they were kind of getting better because of my overall commitment And it didn't mean that actually they couldn't be even better had I been, there's obviously like, there's obviously certain tests you can do in running on a treadmill, which I'll do tomorrow. Like it's called a, like a step test, like a treadmill session test. And you, you know, the treadmill goes up a kilometer an hour, you run for three minutes, you get your heart rate taken, you get your lactate taken. And it's a, it's a fairly bog standard test, but what you might've found is over that, period of three four years you're knocking your pan and you're working really hard you're going the altitude you're you're eating well you're sleeping well all these things you might find that the markers aren't actually changing that much so your heart rate's not really getting lower at certain speeds and your lactate's not getting lower at certain speeds so your total commitment has gone up but if you're not doing the right training you know I suppose if I was to explain it in very simple terms, it would be like, I want to be better at press-ups, but I'm not going to do press-ups, or maybe that's not the right way of explaining it. Maybe the way of explaining it would be, somebody told you, and this has become pretty factual, that if you do, I don't know, sets of 15 push-ups, you'll get better at push-ups. Three sets of 15 push-ups, right? And you decide. Now, this is how my brain operates. Well, fuck! If you can get better doing fifteen, I'll do thirty. And you get greedy, and so likely what happens sometimes is you actually train too hard and too much. And you see these fancy things on, like, you know, online of what Kipchoge does and you know what these other athletes do, and and you kind of get guilty of being drawn into. To do some of that, like I was doing those big long hard runs, twenty miles at you know five ten to five fifteen, and I did a couple of those, and um, just just always thinking you have to train harder. When like rewind the clock back to like fifteen years ago, and I went and done, I went and did one of these threshold tests, and a, an old coach of mine called Damien Gill went to a seminar by Alan Story. And he talked about this, the holy grail of running, and what, and it was called threshold. This simple word, threshold, and it became almost like a superpower. because threshold is essentially the speed you can maintain. I'm pretty certain for an hour, around an hour. Everyone's a bit different, um, and so it became, it became the the thing that you worked on, and throughout periods of my career. I've been really good at working on that, but then throughout other periods, I've just neglected it. And so where I'm going with this story, if I look back over the last like, probably like six months, I'm probably not going to see much threshold type training. And apparently it's what the Britsons are doing, like something like five sessions a week. Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, Thursday morning, Thursday night, Saturday night. Hold on. Cups of tea are what are going to get me through winter. It's a bit gnarly out there today, but I do look forward to a cup of tea when I come back. So look, threshold, the the time you can run for an hour, and why that becomes significant is because if you can improve I think it's safe to say for about 16 weeks last year, Rob set threshold every week, every week, 16 weeks. And it moved from, you know, you go to the park, you do what's called a five or six mile threshold run, something like that. And, you know, I think week one, it was like five minutes. And then I think by week eight to nine or 10 or whatever it was, it was down. You guys might remember seeing on Strava, I was doing six mile Tempos around the park and averaging 445, maybe 442, 445. Um, And I found it quite comfortable. And I found it quite. um, I sure I talked on the podcast about, you know, pretty much being able to break 30 minutes for 10K every week in the park. And then how that, the only reason that was a useful skill is if I had 30 minutes to get to the shop to buy milk. And that was my psychology a year ago because of COVID and no races and things like this. But I don't think I realized how fucking impressive that was at the time. And then obviously I go do this camp in font and I get a bit, probably a bit stronger, a bit more confidence. And I come back and all everything just clicked really nicely. But actually, the more I look at the bit of threshold type stuff that I did after font, it wasn't really that much better than what I was doing before I left. Actually, sorry, I'm gonna tell take that back. It wasn't much better than what I was doing before I did that stupid four hour run over the Morn Mountains, which just completely zapped any momentum. Um it's the first day I kinda just did something so random that, you know, Rob didn't really know anything about or anything like that and and then what happened is I probably did my usual old self and started separating myself from Rob. So because I wasn't doing the training I was set, then I just push people away so to speak and kinda of create distance. Um and COVID was tough, so there was periods where I did just want to join a bit of a group set up back in Belfast. But anyway I'm waffling. Threshold key. Now Again, why I'm telling you that story is because after Boston, my ego was bruised and I actually really wanted to do Rotterdam next week. So it's in like six days and I thought to myself, I could probably go to Rotterdam and run, you know, 2.12, 2.13. And at the end of the day, that's just a fucking number. I actually don't have a clue. Maybe 2.14, 2.15, maybe I'm about to say maybe 2.11, but I'm actually not there. And I'll tell you why. Actually I don't know specifically why, but I'll tell you how I kinda know why what it did was to decide about rotterdam the the thing that i the the part of my running that I think is missing I'm gonna tell you two things: I know it's missing because I ran two and a half minutes slower two minutes forty seconds slower at Lauren half marathon than it did a year before now if that doesn't tell you. That the speed you can run for roughly an hour has got worse. Well, I mean, I, that's as fair a test as you can fucking get. Now, this is the part where I'm almost confused. Because, and this will confuse you guys too. But I just thought I trained really hard since Larn. And actually, the training on paper looks really good. Like, I executed it really well. I hit the times and sessions I was supposed to, etc, etc. I genuinely believed if you train pretty hard for six, seven weeks and then I were to go and race Larn again, that it would go better. But actually, I don't think it would. And it comes back to the press-ups example. Because just because I trained hard and just because I worked my ass off doesn't mean I was doing the right training to move a part of my fitness that is lacking forward. Now, what part of my fitness is lacking? half marathon stroke threshold and how do we know that because i was two minutes and fucking 40 seconds slower at larn than i was the year before now i also know that because i i thought in my head that's what i think is missing right that's i'm standing on a start line and i've lost i've probably lost about 10 to 15 seconds per mile at that kind of effort so like I said, a year before, I think I averaged four forty for thirteen miles. And then obviously this is a year later and I think I average four fifty two maybe. And so you've lost twelve seconds a mile somewhere. And and you've lost it because you haven't been working at it. You haven't you haven't done the work to the specific work that brings that back now the good news is you can bring that back you can get that back and what do you do you go back to doing what worked the year before and moved it in that direction a year before hills you know threshold stuff on a thursday kilometer reps or mile reps on a tuesday a bit harder than threshold and then you're working in that zone which is your threshold on a thursday Above that zone, which is on a Tuesday, you know, your kilometer reps or your mile reps. And then you're also working like really good for leg strength, your your hills maybe on a Saturday. And so when I was going to decide about Rotterdam, I went to the park and did a similar kind of threshold run that I would have done, you know, the best part of a year and a half before. And I think I averaged 457. And even though I was able to run the last mile quite quick, when I looked at it on paper, I was like, Stephen, you've averaged 12 to 15 seconds slower than what you were doing a year and a half ago. So why the fuck would you go stand on the start line of Rotterdam? You're not going to run well. You know, you're. it doesn't mean, like, I won't go and run better than Boston. I likely will. You know, I likely would have. But why would you, why would you, like, Think of it this way, like it's it's like going into war, but knowing that in 5 or 6 weeks time, if you just wait another 5 or 6 weeks or 2 months or 3 months, you know, you're going to get a delivery of fucking machine guns. But if you go now, you've got to fight with wooden spoons. And that's kind of the way it is. At the minute I'm fighting with wooden spoons because a big big component of my fitness is is gone. It's lacking. You know, I'm I'm running around that park and I don't feel bad, but I'm still over 10 seconds a mile slower than what I was a year and a half ago. And what I'm trying to say is it's really quite simple and easy to get that skill back. And so I've talked about this before. You want to, you want to be in control of your skills, right? You need to know what your skills are. And if I can run 61 minutes for a half marathon to lose, to just give up two and a half minutes. No, I didn't do it on purpose. I did not do it on purpose. I didn't say, I have a fucking great idea. What I must do is is fucking, you know, instead of being a sixty-one minute runner, I'd actually be I'd actually rather be closer to sixty-four. That's a fucking great idea. I didn't do it on purpose, but it still happened. And so before I should even consider another marathon, that half-marathon fitness, that half-marathon strength needs to come back. And until that comes back, I wouldn't even dream of standing on the start line of another marathon. Now, it might never come back to that same, how do we know, you know, you can't, but if if I had done the same training and I couldn't get it back to 61, that's fine. That makes a lot of sense, right? You might have just fucking lost it. Who knows? But when you look and you dissect and you analyze and you see that actually it seems pretty fucking obvious why you're two and a half minutes or two minutes, 40 seconds behind because you haven't been doing that type of training, then it makes sense to go back and do some of that training again, get that system back working in a good direction. Probably what you can say is that the marathon strength type stuff is in a pretty good place. You know, 20 miles at 5.15. You're showing that there's a big, there's a big a lot of strength there. And hopefully in about five or six weeks time, if you combine them both, hopefully things will be in a really good place. But that's what I'll have to find out. So you, you, you're constantly working with strengths and you have to be honest with yourself. Where's my... Where's my, like, it might even go as close as, like, where's my 3K side of things? If I raced a 3K right now, what could I run? Where's my 5K at? Where's my 10K at? Where's my half marathon at? Where's my marathon at? And I think to be a really great marathon runner, and I think the reason I ran so fast last year, was because all those areas would have been in a pretty good place. I wouldn't have ran a brilliant 3K, but I'd have ran a much better 3K than I would right now. I wouldn't have ran a brilliant 5k, but I'm telling you, had I ran way faster for 5k a year ago than what I would right now. And that's telling you all you need to know. Now, my ability to sustain a certain intensity or like strength and overall aerobic fitness might actually be a little bit better right now because of the mileage, because of the volume, because like the longer hard long runs. But because all those other areas are lacking so much, there's just, there's too many big gaps. And I'm, I'm miles away from being able to run 209. I might be 20 weeks away from running 209 because I might need to do 8 to 10 weeks of 10K hills, you know, half marathon type stuff and then build the layers on top of that. 10 weeks on top of that could be 20 weeks away. But at least at least I can see why there's gaps, you know? And that's that's nice because I'm, I, I could look, and the easiest thing to look for would be like, well, when did you do your last, you know, three times two miles or six mile tempo run? And I'd have to go, apart from Saturday, which I did one on Saturday because I wanted to go test it, but I'd be looking... Oh, I'd be having to go back months and months and months and months and months. It just just non-existent, non-existent. Now, there might be days where I scratched the surface and almost by accident worked a bit of threshold, but not consistently enough. Needs to be every week. Should I, At the minute, I should probably be doing 50 to 60 minutes a week of threshold type stuff. And, and that's what I'm gonna do. And then I'm obviously not gonna neglect the other stuff. You know, there's still gonna be good good intervals maybe on a tuesday and then i'm going to get back to doing hills and it's probably likely that um if i hang around um like uk or ireland that i would i would look at some of the cross-country races because they are really great um they're really great training so you can instead of doing the k reps for example you can just do a cross-country race and if you're running pretty hard it'll probably be very similar to what the k reps or the mile reps would have been i don't think you can do the cross-country race and call it a threshold because you're likely going to be pushing harder than threshold and so it probably makes sense that you do maybe your hills tuesday and then you do your threshold thursday and then you do your race saturday and then you're not really missing one of the components that you kind of would have wanted that week um but yeah look there's 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 things I look forward to. Um, I wish it was a simple fix. You know, I think your instant reaction makes you want it to be a simple fix. Um, life's not fair, but actually running is, and and we might not think it is, but I think we've just got it wrong. In this instance, I just got it wrong, and I I I probably trained wrong, and and you know I, I asked. I asked different coaches for inputs at different times of the year and perhaps that was the issue that I that I didn't stick with one coach or that I didn't and that's a massive issue actually. Um, but but you can't blame others. Threshold is probably like my superpower especially with a, because I have a really good running economy. So it's the kind of work I can do and do it really well and do it all day long. But it's just mad that I pretty much just gave my superpower away. And so I... I stood on a start line, and it's going to sound so silly, but I stood on a start line as a mortal. And normally, a year ago, I stood on the start line of London, and in my back pocket was this skill that I could run 13 miles at 440 pace, whereas Boston, I stood on a start line, and I could run 13 at 454, maybe. And and it's just not you know, you've just gave up 14 seconds, which is fucking huge at that level, it meant that anytime the PS up front surged a bit, I was hurting, I was go, I was in trouble, and then once it slowed down, like a tactical race, I could recover a little bit, whereas these guys were, they were never really hurting, they were going from really easy to marathon effort, whereas I was going from marathon effort to half marathon effort, marathon effort to half marathon effort, and it's no wonder I got fucking tired, like, um, But look, I'm going to leave you with that. I should actually drink my cup of tea because it's going to be getting cold. Um, And that's it. I'm a bit unsteady. I feel a wee bit. I'm all over the place. I don't know if I want to be at altitude. I don't know. (sighs) I'm just a wee bit on edge. But I'm hoping that calms down. I enjoyed my run this morning. And like I said, I'm going to do a bit of testing tomorrow. And then I'm doing the testing so that I can... um, hopefully then retest in maybe like six or eight weeks and and hope that, you know, getting back to some of this real, you know, the basics of training, I can see a bit of progress. And it'd be nice to see that on paper too. And it would kind of give me a bit of focus as well. But nah, look, just need to get back to basics and, and try to enjoy what I'm doing. And um and like, I mean, the it's interesting, but like for these next like two months, three months, I just have to live. Like, it's like, it's like I forgot, the ability to live and what i mean by that is just go to bed wake up do your training eat relax maybe see friends maybe see family maybe play some fifa watch a movie just live i'm at the minute i'm waking up every day and trying to trying to fix things trying to trying to move trying to plan to live somewhere else trying to go to altitude trying to instead of just living i'm just i just need to live i i I look around this living room and i've I have a great setup here, really, really great setup, and I have everything I need to just live. So fingers crossed I can do that. But look, guys, thanks for listening. I don't actually know how long that was. It's going to tell me in a minute when I unlock my phone. Oh, 33 minutes. That's roughly what all episodes are, though. All right, team, appreciate you listening, and hope you have a good day.